Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And it's true. Tyson Badgett is the second best quarterback in the NFC North. I think we can all celebrate. Actually, I'm just kidding. You know what? We need to, we need to calm down. I love memes and jokes as much as anybody else. But at some point, I'm sorry that I have to be the voice of reason and let everybody know that Tyson has played really well. I love him. He's going to be on this roster. He is. He can't go to the practice squad. We can't allow him to be picked up. But let's let's slow our roll on the uh, Brock Purdy things. Let's slow our roll. You know, drunk, you know who you are. And uh, that guy. He knows who he is. I don't want to. I don't want to call out his Twitter handle because I want. I don't want people to to misconstrue who I'm talking about. But you know who you are. Be very careful with your memes. Uh, again, he's been playing very well. Let's just be hopeful that we have a solid backup quarterback behind us because all we care about is Justin Fields progressing this season. And so, and it's a, it's it really is an exciting time. And uh, you know what? Let's that's enough, Sammy. Let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It is time for Take It to the Rank. Carmen Vitale will be joining us here in just a matter of moments. We could be uh, pleased about her return. Uh, obviously, with our busy schedules and everything being what they what they are, this is another pre-recorded show, but I will be in the comment section once again uh, chatting with all of you. That was a lot of fun last week. Even the Lions fan who was sitting there who does this thing, let him have his fun. Uh, when reality finally crashes over him, like a wave. Are you okay, boy? Uh, when reality finally crashes over him, like a wave in the uh, in the next couple of months, let him have this little moment uh, to go. By the way, I have some intel. Uh, some people who are close to the situation in Detroit, uh, they don't really care for what's going on. Oh, gosh, I can't wait. But in any event, uh, we're very happy uh, that you are here tonight. Again, I will be in the chat. Then I got my 10U soccer team. We're practicing. And so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Did want to do... Uh, uh, before we get to Carmen, I do want to show you one thing. I don't know. I'm sure some of you follow me on the Instagram. And uh, let me make sure. I don't know if you saw this. I got sent this from Fisher Price. Uh, it's a it's a little people collectible, which I just thought it was going to be Justin Fields. Instead, 
It turns out to be me, Adam Rank of the NFL Network, wearing uh, my per my favorite. Surprisingly, my favorite color is purple. Like, how annoying is that? Uh, and this is a pretty cool thing. They they called me one of the trusted voices of the NFL, and I'm like, yeah, maybe one of the voices. I don't know about trusted. Uh, the internet seems to disagree whether I'm one of the trusted voices, but still, this is pretty dope. And uh, actually, I can just set this back. Here. Oh my gosh, it fell. All right. Uh, in any event, we'll figure that out at some point. But uh, let's waste no more time because uh, she's waiting backstage, and we're pleased to welcome back to the show from FoxSports.com. It's Carmen Vitale. Carmen, how are you living? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, still in my brother's basement, which is really fun. Um, family time, but uh, we're I'm going to be in transition here soon, and I will tell everybody you know when that time comes. But for right now, I'm living great, and yeah, our schedules have just not aligned. So I'm really happy to be back. No, we're stoked to have you. Uh, I've missed you. I've missed your voice on this. I'm curious though. I did. Um, you know what? I'll let me just ask you. I I, I sent a rundown, but I want to ask you just generally, like how how has uh, preseason been going for you? What uh what have you noticed? What have what is what has popped out to you? Uh, how's that? How's it? How's it? I just miss you. How have you been? I just want to know. <laughs> Um, it's good. And it, it's been, in, I've gotten to go up to Bears camp a couple of times and I think I'm going to go on Wednesday again. So it's been nice to actually like get your hands on some stories and, and quotes and get to talk to people and see things. Uh, I think so much of what is frustrating about the off, off part of the year is that you're hypothesizing and just, you don't really have anything to go off of. It's all about your opinion. And now we have some concrete stuff to talk about. Um, which is always, it just kind of reinvigorates you and it gets you excited for this next season. And I mean, I've been, every year I just find myself surprised at the fact that I'm like glued to a t television for like a game that completely doesn't matter in a division I don't cover just because I'm that thirsty for football. So that's, that's been kind of my life right now. And, and I have a bunch of different interviews that I have to do today and tomorrow and the next day. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, okay, finally football's back and I don't feel like I'm bothering people by talking to them. So I'm excited. It's never a bother. Uh, were you glued? Now, I was working, I was working, uh, but I was enthralled with the end of the commanders and the Ravens game on Monday night because the Ravens were go like the Ravens really wanted to keep their 24 game undefeated streak which dates back to 2016 that's pretty that's yeah. pretty good i mean like john harbaugh's calling timeouts like it's a real game uh were you <laughs> did you happen to see that because i i got it i got an opportunity i was in the studio with michael yam and so we were able to broadcast after that game that was fun that was actually like one of the well, best season games of all time i think what was even more fun was was twitter or x whatever you want to call it um i social media was more fun because everybody was just like losing it and everybody was in it together. And that's what we love about sports, right? Is that it brings everyone together and there is no better tool for that than social media. And so everybody was there with everyone just being like, all right, we know this game doesn't matter, but it matters. This all matters. We've decided this matters. And it, the memes, the memes popped off, the jokes popped off. Yeah. So I was, I was glued to my phone, like scrolling because I just, I couldn't get enough of it. And then, I am actually so excited. This is not something I thought of when it happened, but when the commander's ownership changed and yeah. now Magic Johnson is a part owner of the Washington commanders, yes. I didn't think about the fact that we were going to get NFL 
Magic Johnson tweet yes. very regularly. And now we did. And I got to like re- I retweeted, you know, something about whatever he said. And if you don't know, if you're not a baseball person, Magic yeah. Johnson, I don't even think he runs his social well, media account. No, no, but no. I don't- it is it is so basic and banal. There is nobody other than Magic who could run that thing because who it's always write, like because it's just like I I okay, you have to start paying attention to Magic Johnson's Twitter. Cause it's amazing. Yes. And it's so it is, it is like what your grandfather, like a real grandfather would be like, Hey, yeah. I know it's preseason, but what a game. Like, it's just so like endearing it's the most basic, like, and but that that's the thing is it's not annoying at all. It's very endearing of yes. magic Johnson to just state the obvious and state things. So matter of factly that like is just the basis of what happened. And like, it's just, I love it so much. And now I realize that we are going to get Washington commanders, magic Johnson tweets. And I am so excited. I cannot wait for that. And, uh, I, I really want to drop, I don't want to, I don't want to send the chat, uh, the chat into a a full tailspin, but, uh, I'll just say this real quick. We're not going to discuss it. I'm going to make this statement and we're going to move on. I'm not going to address it. You guys can talk about it in the comics comments. Magic was better than Michael Jordan. Okay, let's talk about football, though. And this is the wrong podcast to say that a, on. Are you perfect. kidding? It's the perfect one. We just lost all our subscribers. I'm Stop it, guys. I'm joking. Maybe. I don't know. That's a special. You know what? That's an off-season one. I really, you know what? I'm going to bring on somebody, uh, one of the basketball heads, because I have some real big thoughts about that. But we have too much stuff going on with the Chicago Bears. And one of the things, well, I will, I will say this, too, about that game on Monday night. That I believe is what social media was intended for. Like that is yeah. when something like that happens, you forget how much fun it can be. Like social media has devolved into what it is, but the whole point of it was what we saw on Monday night where everybody was watching the same game and it goes for like world cup and super bowls. And all, and that's really when social media is at its best and everybody's in this collective, like we're in this together. This is hilarious. And uh, we're having jokes. And even uh, for me, and thanks to everybody, by the way, thanks to everybody who reached out uh, during the hurricane, the tropical storm, the earthquake, the, everything that happened in Southern California over the weekend. A lot of people like sincerely were, were concerned and like, you know, like we were we were more concerned about the flooding and making sure like, you know, yeah. water wasn't seeping into our house. So I thought I figured our family was going to be safe and people have dealt with this. But still, you know, California is not quite, you know, we see the roads collapsing and everything. But uh, thanks to everybody for the concern. Everything is fine. I've still not been out to my desert house, so I can't 100% speak to that. But still, uh, everybody's safe and accounted for, so we appreciate uh, the love and support there. Uh, But I was going to say on social media, now on Monday it was announced the Indianapolis Colts will allow Jonathan Taylor to go out there and seek a trade. And the Colts are looking for a bigger return than what they got, than what the Carolina Panthers got last season for Christian McCaffrey, which was a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. I think spread over two years. It's a steep price. And of course, everybody's writing their columns. Hey, like here's four teams that could use Jonathan Taylor. And I said, there will be nothing that makes me click out of this article more than them listing the Chicago bears. And uh, what is, what did you write one? No. Okay. I didn't think so. I know that our friend, Oh, you know who did Nick shook our friend at NFL media. And I called him out for it. And I go, listen, the, the, head of, the head of our original content team, his name is Ali. He 
is a Chicago person. I was sitting at his desk last night, as a matter of fact. That reminds me. I need to get a desk at the NFL. They already removed my desk because my contract was up. And then I resigned. Like, oh, yeah, we don't have a desk for you. But in any event, uh, that's a story for another day. I got a little person, though. So that a little people figure. So take that. No desk cool. NFL network. Um, but I, I find it. Rid- I, I can't see. I, I don't know. I, I just don't see us going after Jonathan Taylor. What are you hearing? What do you think? Would it be a good move to go after Jonathan Taylor? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Bears should absolutely not go after Jonathan Taylor because it would undo absolutely everything they've done to build this team in the image of what Ryan Poles wants. Yeah. Think about it. They the reason that the Bears moved down to number nine was yes, we got DJ Moore. That was that was the crux of the deal. That's why it got done with the Carolina Panthers. But they wanted that extra one. And to give up that extra one for a running back that hasn't been able to stay on the field always, didn't have like had a lackluster production last year mm-hmm. for a team that doesn't know if they can contend this year uh, at all. It doesn't make any sense. That one, that extra one is insurance, and I know this is going to get me more in trouble because everybody That's says not, I'm a Justin no, Fields no. hater. No, 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 no. I'm not a Justin Fields hater. You're not. No, I just no. want to see him do something. Yeah. I want to see him grow, and I want to see him grow into his potential that we all think that he has, including myself. But if that doesn't work out, the Bears now have two first-round picks next year as insurance to get another quarterback, which they would need if that, if that ends up happening. So why in the world are you going to get rid of that and build this? Like Ryan Poles has done a slow but steady build to build a foundation and make sure it's solid before you keep moving on while also looking for the future. So you're yeah. giving up that one for Jonathan Taylor right now. That makes no sense. That goes against everything the Bears uh, front office has shown us so far. Now, is, is that completely out of the question? I guess not. But I don't think that, especially the way this scheme is built and the fact that you do have Justin Fields, who can be part of the run game. It's this running back by committee that we talk about all the time that is terrible for fantasy owners, but it's great for the team because they have so many versatile backs and they have a quarterback that also factors in. So why you need Jonathan Taylor. Also the Colts need Jonathan Taylor. The Colts know that this is, this is, I I, I tweeted about this. I forgot. I think I replied to Charles McDonald. Who's a a good friend over at Yahoo for Verts. But he, you know, I, I said to him, I'm like, I think this has to be just kind of like mind games because he was he was making the case that the Colts are the ones that should be wanting Jonathan Taylor and wanting to pay Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And it's true. It's kind of one of those things where like, all right, fine. You want it. You want to trade so bad. We'll give you the okay. access to, to to get a trade. Go do but it. Like, go do it. But then we're also going to put 
a price on it that no deal is ever going to get done. So we can say, oh, well, we tried, but come back and play for us because they need him. And even if that's not the case, it's kind of the same sentiment as Lamar, as the whole Lamar situation was where they put the unrestricted, the Ravens put the unrestricted tag on Lamar basically to say, okay, fine. If you want to seek out another deal, we're going to make another team do all the work for us because then we're just going to match it. And that's why no one ended up offering a deal to Lamar because they knew that the Ravens were just going to match it. They were just going to do the work for the Ravens. Yeah. And that's not like, that's exactly, I feel like the sentiment, it's not exactly the same situation, obviously, but it's kind of the sentiment that the Colts are saying like, all right, fine, go see what your market value is. But it's not what you think it is. And you're not, we're not going to get a one in return for you. So we, we opened the door, but no one's going to walk through it. That's essentially what the Colts are saying here. So I don't, the bears shouldn't go after that. I don't think any team is really going to go after that. Yeah, Ryan Poles is not some rube that's just going to bite on this thing. Because earlier in the offseason, Austin Eckler was given the same option by the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers told him to go out, like, go make a bond, go make your deal. And then these running backs, and it's an unfortunate part of the NFL right now, is that you're just kind of written, like, you're just written out of the NFL in a way. I mean, when you look over the past weekend, and I'm curious to what you thought about Roshan Johnson, but the Bears feel like they found something in Roshan Johnson. I think that watching him against the Colts, you're like, this guy's pretty good. Why would we give up more capital for a, and when we already have a guy? I mean, Khalil Herbert we like, Deontay Foreman we like. Like it just it just baffles the imagination. And I know that we have column inches to fill and we've got to get clicks, but like keep the Bears out of it. <laughs> Who yeah, I, I I think all three of those running backs in that room are they all complement each other well? They're all very, very versatile and they all have different skill sets that kind of make one super back. Um, so they don't have the name recognition. I think that that's where people yeah. kind of get into this trap, fall into this trap of like, oh, well, the Bears could use Jonathan Taylor. Well, no, just because you don't know the names of the Bears running backs uh, doesn't mean you won't. And it doesn't mean that they need a, a guy like this and, or, you know, even, even if they could afford it, but I don't think that fits with the way that they've built the team so far. No, not at all. And uh, that you just, you just, you just uh, brought forth a memory for me because when uh, I, I should have this, I couldn't remember what I originally wanted to talk about in the cold open. But when you're talking about um, not knowing who the Bears' running backs are, it reminded me of James Jones undressing Lashawn McCoy on Speak for Yourself. When he's like, "Who are?" He's like, "Name one Bears wide receiver from last season," and Lashawn McCoy couldn't do it, and it was amazing. Well, you can talk about that at some other. Actually, we got to get, I got to, we got to get, do you know James? Cause I, I do. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I do too. He's a, he's a friend of mine. I would consider him a friend yeah. and uh, we got to get him on the show. I know that a lot of you resist it because it, it was fun to watch a Packer go out there and defend uh, Justin Fields. Cause he was absolutely spot on. But on that point though, uh, I want to go back to your point about having two first round picks as insurance. I know exactly what you're saying. And I don't think that it's unfair. To be like, because if oh, we can love these players and still be like, well, you got you got to play, like you you still have to perform your job. I'm of the mind that Justin Fields will. What I like to say in those situations, because I was making a very similar point uh, at work last night, is that I, I keep saying like, well, we need those two number ones if we trade up for Marvin Jones Jr. So in case you know there's some team up there that like, oh, you know, we got to have some maneuverability. Maybe there's a team that lands in the top five who doesn't need a wide receiver, which is highly unlikely. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. could actually be the number one overall pick next year. So that uh, I, that's not real. No, no, no. The quarterbacks are going. The first non-quarterback. Quarterback. That's what I meant. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that's 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 the one. That's the one you can say to not to not enrage the Bears fans. You can be like, "Oh, we need our picks Fair. for Marvin Jones Jr. or whatever we might need." Uh, tongue in cheek, we don't know. We're a little cheeky. Uh, one area. This is uh this is unfortunate. One area we might uh, need a little bit of help. Tevin Jenkins uh, is going to be missing mm-hmm. some time. He has calf strains in both calves. Uh, it looks like he is going to miss what six weeks. Uh, what's the latest on him? I know you're going to be, the, I know you're going to be there on Wednesday, but uh, what are you hearing about Tevin Jenkins? This is an, another, uh, unfortunate setback for him. Yeah, it's one of the, it's up to six weeks. So, uh, Tevin Jenkins injury could, could keep him out up to six weeks. You know, we're what, three weeks out mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of week one. So you hope that you can get him back. Maybe you can get him back sooner. Who knows? Um, he, has worked way too hard this off season to kind of let this, I think derail him. And I, I think that's a really important point as well is that even if he misses the first couple of weeks of the season, that doesn't mean the rest of the season is out the window. Yeah. And if he does rest and he gets his body, right. I know that he's been injury prone throughout his career. So this is kind of par for the course, but at the same time, he has every incentive this year to go out and make sure the bears know what they have in him. And he's been working all off season to do that. And honestly, maybe that's part of the reason why Um, he's already kind of experiencing injuries and calf strains and stuff like that, because he has been like working out all off season, trying to get better training at the facility all under the supervision of the bears. But still, I mean, it's, it's a long, it's, he's been working for a very long time. So I just, I hope for the the best for him. Honestly, I got to know him at O-line masterminds this summer. And I mean, he wants to be great. He wants to be a cornerstone and a pillar of this franchise. He wants to be part of this offensive line. And it really sucks because we talked so much about how the the offensive line was going to have continuity finally. Yeah. And now we've seen what seven snaps, I think. Um, of what that iteration of the offensive line was going to be, and that's without Nate Davis even. So, yeah. I I hope that this like this 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 doesn't you know re- it's not a repeat of last year where we couldn't get guys even though we knew who was supposed to start you know that they're, they they actually get a chance to play together and build up that up. But at the same time, they do know each other they've been working together all off season as well and, and and throughout training camp before this injury so i hope that that's enough to again when tevin is ready to come back they can kind of hit the ground running and yeah i just i i hope the best for him because again i just I, I think that he's a great player and he's a great guy and i would love to see him stay at chicago bear no i would too and i've i've been a big fan of his ever since we drafted him i was hoping you know going back to that draft which is where we ended up with Justin Fields. You know, Tevin Jenkins was mocked to us at 20 before we made the move up to get the quarterback. And so I've always been a fan. I've always been locked in with him. And, you know, again, like these seasons are so long and it's just such a grind and forever, all the work that you have to put into this. If he missed a week or two, but comes back and plays the final 14 games or something like that, like that's, that's not a bad option either. But what, what's the move for the bears? Do you think that uh, now I think that what we what I've heard is that Cody Whitehair was playing left guard, Lucas Patrick went to center. Do they go out? Do they do they find somebody? Is there somebody on the streets that they could go get? What what is the move for the Bears? Or do you just stick with what you have? I honestly think that you can stick with what you have. And I, offensive line coaches that I've talked to in the past when situations like this come up, would much rather try at least to just plug another guy into the spot that needs like filled 
um, rather than take another guy out of position and then have two guys playing out of position. Um, especially if you are hopeful that Tevin Jenkins is going to come back after a couple of weeks. So I think that you try to get by with Alex Leatherwood, Tyre Carter. I mm-hmm. think you try to do that rather than shift Cody Whitehair over. Granted, yeah. that's a place that he's played forever, but you want him to get those reps at center if he's going to stay at center. And like in the long term, I think you need to think long term. Now, it doesn't always work out. Um, a, a kind of example that comes to mind is when I was with the Buccaneers and Ali Marpet missed a bunch of time in the 2020 season, 2021 season, 2021 season with, uh, with a concussion. And they tried very hard to replace Ali just in his position with, a, with one of the backup of offensive linemen. It didn't quite work, but that's what they tried to do for like two games. And the backup, I mean, no one, it was Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet was a fantastic guard and it just didn't, it didn't quite work out. So that's when they ended up moving Ryan Jensen, who was the center over yeah. guard and then plugging in someone else at center. And, but it was, that was like a last resort. And then finally Ali came back and it was fine. But I think that in, as a general rule with offensive line coaches, I think most of them would rather just plug in one more guy try to get by with him for as long as you can rather than getting another guy out of position. That feels like the move to me. And I, I really liked when they, and we've talked about this before having Cody Whitehair at center just makes so much sense that, and Lucas, it's not like Lucas Patrick has never played guard. Like he can, he can go do that. I hope that's what we see uh, moving forward. And that's what they're going to continue to do. Uh, but one guy is, um, forgive me if I don't say this guy's name, right? But Kellen die. Is it Dice? Who Kellen was, Deitch. Deitch. I am I mistaken? And I, I listen. I'm not. I'm not You're the. Trent, I'm not the. I know he's a Sun Devil. I'm not the Trent. Devil. I'm not. I'm not the Trench guy. But if I'm not mistaken, it looked like he's been playing pretty well. Yeah, and again, you have to keep in mind though too that the Bears did not play their starters last. You know, this last game, and he's not playing against a lot of starters. Um, so as much as I want him to stick, and I think he very well could, especially for depth purposes, I think that the Bears will carry, you usually carry between 9 and 11 offensive linemen on your roster. And whether he makes that, I'm not quite sure. He hasn't been a part of like the rotation that we saw in training camp, but he yeah. did well in the preseason games. If anything, maybe he's playing for his next team, um, unfortunately. Like, I want it, like, again, I want a Sun Devil on the bears, but of course. Uh, that's, I, I'd have to be realistic in the fact that you have to keep in mind with these guys that are getting these reps. Coaches aren't heartless. Like they want guys to get jobs if it's not going to be with that team. So they're going to play guys that maybe they wouldn't have played. They're going to play them longer. They're going to make sure that they have a bunch of snaps on tape that they can go to other teams and show, Hey, you know, this guy and this guy and this guy, yeah, they did really well. So maybe we have a need there. We have a roster space there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's a sentiment that is very common among coaches to be like, all right, we're going to play you a lot more just so you can get more snaps on tape. Yeah, because, you know, obviously the Saturday night game with the Colts was for TV purposes, a little bit lackluster because obviously they had the the two scrimmages. So they had an opportunity to go see, you know, Justin Fields was playing against the first team defense on Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, he he couldn't see himself, so he bounced. I've got the the way that I have the monitor. I know that if if his face shows up, then he's not leaving. He's very much like his father. He loves to see his face on screen. Doesn't like being covered in B roll all the time. But uh, it is it is a it is a rank family trait. Um, 
But speaking of guys who play well in, in preseason, and I talked about him at the top of the show, Tyson Badgett is looking really good. I, I thought that he's looked impressive. I'm not under, I'm not seriously feeling like he's a, he's obviously not a threat to be the starting quarterback, but when you compare him to the other two quarterbacks that are currently on the rod and I'm a big PJ Walker guy, I don't think PJ Walker should be gone, but I think in the competition with Nate Peterman, I think that Tyson's kind of pulled away. So I know again, he's not going against the starters. He, you know, but he was playing in the first half. He wasn't the second half mop-up guy. How are you handicapping this this uh, battle for the uh, for the third? What I would assume is the third quarterback spot. Yeah, I again, I think everything I just said is probably applicable here as right, well. Yeah, I know. In the in the fact that you're trying to get guys more work so they can put more stuff on tape. It, it, the Bears' backup quarterback situation is a little bit interesting too because you had Nate Peterman, but he also kind of. He's a completely different player than Justin Fields. And I'm not saying PJ Walker is Justin Fields either. <laughs> but he he's a, what do you think? What do you think about the, the Bears backup quarterbacks situation? Oh gosh, here he comes. Here he comes. All right, you. Oh, he's so cute. It's over he looks now. Just like you. Oh my God. I know <laughs> it's over now. That's fine. We're just gonna talk. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I really think that it's interesting because I think PJ Walker gives you a little bit more of the flexibility that Justin Fields does as far as like yeah. rollouts, bootlegs, um, the play action stuff, all of that. Like Nathan Peterman is a pocket passer, we know that that's not Justin Fields. So I feel like you have two quarterbacks that do the same thing. I don't know that Bajan gives you anything different, yeah, um, or better. I don't know. Again, he's playing against backups. He's. I think the Bears are just kind of doing him a solid here too. I don't know that he will end up making the final roster. I know you said that, but I was like, I don't. I don't know if that's the case. I you keep a maximum amount of three quarterbacks. Yeah. On a roster, usually. Although I think the Bucks have kept four before. <laughs> but if you, but like Peterman, I think that we've already seen what Peterman can do, and we already have yeah. PJ Walker as the backup quarterback, like the veteran backup that we know can go in there and win games. If uh, he needs to, we saw, we saw him doing with Atlanta. Wait, who do you like it? Who's your favorite team, by the way? Who's your favorite football team? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Bears. Good job. Yeah. Good job. All right. So now, cute. Now you can go. Laura. You made your stand? Okay. No, you're staying? All right. At least wipe your nose. Um, but I think that, like, P.J. Walker gives them the, like, he's our veteran. And then it's nice to have that one quarterback that you're going to develop. 
and you know who might end up being somebody who can play down the road. So for me, I think I, I just feel like Nate Peterman, like we've we've seen him and we know what he's all about. And he's not a bad person, but it's like, I don't know, we've already got our veteran quarterback. Let's go with our young guy. Cause that's the way I'd want it. Our superstar, our veteran backup who's played, and then we have the young guy who's the wild card. Yeah. And I mean, I think any any one of those any two of those three will be fine. Um, I just, I, you saw, we did see Nate Peterman be very effective still, uh, in training camp this year, like in those two minute drill situations and the situational stuff that they do in practice, uh, Nate Peterman was pretty successful in, in a lot of those, whereas PJ Walker maybe wasn't as, um, I don't know. It's, it'll, it'll, if you were debating backup quarterbacks though, I mean, that's, <laughs> well, it's, a good, it's a good problem to have as opposed to some of the alternatives that we've been doing over the last couple of years. And if we're sitting sure. here and the way you're talking about backups, uh, because obviously being on Twitter, everybody just last night anointed Sam Howell, the, uh, the net being the next Joe Theismann for the Washington football franchise. Like, what do you do if your other teams like Jordan loves played well? Um, can we, can we, can we write that off as like, up? Oh, it's preseason. Like if you're not going to give us Tyson, then I can't give you Jordan love. Right. No, I don't think it works like that. Come on. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> no. Uh, no, and and the, Pack- I, the Packers, to their credit, it's very interesting. They have said that Jordan Love is going to play the entire preseason, and he has. He goes out for two or three series. He went out two series the first game and three series the second. Um, and But they said that he's going to end up playing the season fina- the preseason finale as well. But, I no, I mean, he's going against – first like at least in that first game he's going against first team defenses and stuff like that so he's looked really really good in the off se- in the preseason i'm not going to say i told you so but i told you so um i'm not ready to say that i guess yet because we have to see him in the regular season but he it's it's not necessarily about who he's going against it's what he's doing and and how he's commanding the offense and the chemistry that he has with the guys already and the reads that he's making and the decisions that he's making because he's been in the system for three years Nobody wants to hear me go off about Jordan Love, but I think that he's going to be. Oh, the chat does. I'm sure the chat's loving this. You dismissing <laughs> you dis, you dismissing every Bears player who's doing well in the preseason while simultaneously. I'm not dismissing Bears Jordan players Love doing well. Is the next Hall of Famer uh, for the Green. Of course, me. I love this. <laughs> Forgive me if Bajan is uh, what he's out of Shepherd. Um, yeah, it's a big time D two university. <laughs> Big difference between an undrafted guy out of Shepard and a guy that was taken in the first round. A guy who was a third team all Mountain West. Third team. There were two quarterbacks in the Mountain West better than Jordan Love during his his uh I, I like Jordan Love coming out of college. I can't front now because you could easily go through my archives at NFL.com be like, wait a minute, you love I did. I did I was a big uh, Jordan Love guy. I still am. I'm like, I think he can still be a pretty good quarterback. Do I think he's going to be an NFL? uh hall of famer hall of i don't famer. know yeah no i don't know, I don't know. actually it's, it's pro football hall of fame it's not a, it's not the nfl hall of fame it's pro football hall of fame pro although football. somehow somehow uh damon damon allen is not in this pro football hall of fame even though he played professional football in canada i'm sure our producers love me bringing up the cfl what's it because they're canadian um so let me let you let me uh have you rain on the parade of another couple of guys that i've really enjoyed this season uh Terrell Lewis, I think, has been playing pretty good. And I again, I you're judging this, you know, in a vacuum of preseason, I think that he's kind of shown 
some of the ability. And he was kind of a top prospect when he was playing for the Rams. I think that he's almost earned his way. Him and Travis Gibson have really impressed me so far. What have you made of those two? Um, I put both of them on our Fox Sports hype, all hype team, all preseason hype team. So, uh, yeah, you can't say that. I'm, I'm not going to rain on your parade about Terrell Lewis. I think he could end up being a steal for the Bears. I tweeted about that as much or as such. Um, I mean, he's had three, what, three sacks in two games Yeah, in the preseason. And again, yeah, I know like some of that is, is getting into the game a little bit further and you're going against more backups after backups. But um, I just I, I think that, you know, he, the Rams were probably just that bad last year. Also, I think so. That's, that's really a very good um, So I, I like he came out of Alabama. Like that's they, that's as pro as you can get in college. So I I think that you know he doesn't like forget how to play football. And from and in this system where you know he can be just kind of a straight edge guy, um, I think that that would be that like he's going to end up being a steal for the Bears. And I think that he makes this final roster. I think Travis Gibson does too. I think that you know that depth chart was meant to kind of light a fire under some of these guys. Oh yeah. Um, but now, especially now that you have, I say veteran, but Yannick Ngakwe is so young still. It's insane, but you have a veteran like you know, Yannick Ngakwe and, and guys that like in, in the front office that shows you that they believe in your unit by getting a guy like Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. So you, 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 you can pick it up. You can have a really good rotation on that edge. And now they're going to have a lot of a, a big rotation on the inside. I'm not sure how good the rotation is, um, but they have a lot of guys. They have a lot of depth on the interior of that defensive line, which can help out obviously the edge guys as well. So I think if that all works in conjunction with each other, then you can see Terrell Lewis and I mean, he'll be a depth guy, but you know, and Travis Gibson and um, Demarcus Walker and like, Again, Yannick Ngakwe is just going to really, I feel like, do for that unit what maybe DJ Moore did for the uh, the wide receivers. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And again, uh, you know, they even said, they even intimated, you know, some of the things that I was hearing out of the Colts camp is that uh, Matt Eberflus, still very popular. They still sort of miss him back there. I know his defenses, they, the cover two, well, we talked about this on Saturday night after the game, the cover two. Does its thing. You allow you allow yards, but uh, you don't allow yeah. a lot of points, which is exactly points. So he does it, and you know what? I think in the modern NFL, it works that way too. It's just like these teams are too good. The offense, the game's geared towards offensive players. It's trying to keep people out of the end zone, and I would love to see right. us uh, uh, improve a little bit more in that respect. Now, the wide receiver position is very interesting to me because DeMaurice Fountain has been playing very well. And guys like Equinemia St. Brown maybe struggled a little. Even, even my guy Bayless is uh, – although I think Bayless – some of the comments I've heard recently about Bayless because he is a good kick returner, and that is a good skill. Like, he has not done well returning, obviously. Like, uh, even, I, even I can't hide from this. Like, he hasn't done well returning punts, and he needs some more experience back there. But as a kick returner, he's done well. You can't teach speed. I still think he's safe. Do you think like I I still believe that Valus and Equinemia St. Brown are probably safe, even though Fountain has looked very good. Uh, what is your read on the wide receiver position? I'm assuming it's going to be very similar to one of the other, you know, like some of these other guys. Who are you playing against? And it's nice that you're scoring late in games, but you know, ultimately it's going to end up being the guys that we expect it to be. Yeah, and I also well, I also think it's the guys that can help you out in different phases of the ball. It's not just being a receiver, but like you said, being a returner. And if Bayless Jones has done enough to show that he can return kicks and just needs to work on his punt returns and holding on to the ball in those cases, um, 
I don't know if that's the case or if maybe DeMarcus Fountain is a guy that can do that as well. Equinemius St. Brown doesn't really return kicks. So he might actually end up being the odd man out. And if you look Ooh. at this last game um, where DeMarcus Fountain went off for like, what what was it, 85 yards? Yeah. Um, the guy that was kind of, that was playing that game with him was EQ. EQ was also playing like the game and they had rested all of their, star- most of their starters um, last game. So I'm not saying that Bayless Jones is a lock either necessarily because of the, the issues that he's had punt returning. But when you look at EQ, he's still on the field. He's still playing when it comes to those games where the starters aren't playing, first team's not playing, and the second team isn't even playing as much. Um, and maybe they're trying to get him some tape so that he can go elsewhere. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But I, it's it's one of those things where, like you said, I think that who you think is safe is safe, but don't discount special teams value in situations like this. Yeah, and that's been uh, pretty impressive. And I think that Fountain has just, you know, sometimes, again, you have to kind of judge it in the in the lens of preseason. But we've also seen guys who have done, you know, historically, who've kind of emerged in preseason. I remember when Victor Cruz, and this is back before receivers could wear single-digit numbers, where he was on, he was on the Giants, and he was wearing number three, which used to be the death sentence of your career. Of like, if you're wearing, if you're a wide receiver wearing a single digit, you're getting cut pretty soon. But he was so good, and he came from a school, uh, UMass, that was not a football factory. And you're like, oh, it's nice, but then he just was playing so well that you can't deny it. And I think that Fountain is starting to play himself into a situation that's very similar. Like he's playing too well to where you just cannot ignore it anymore. And anything like that. And I'm not saying, you know, uh, you would draft him on your fantasy team. And that reminds me, we should we should point out that the easiest way to play fantasy football is with underdog fantasy. And if you go to underdogfantasy.com right now, you can sign up or go to the app. Even better, download the app because if you want all the updates with the player injuries and things like that, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and you can get started on your fantasy football season for 2023. And of course, we'll be having a couple of leagues here with the Sick Podcast competing against not only ourselves on this network, but also our fans and giving you an opportunity. Anybody who thinks that they want to knock me off or to show me what you can do in fantasy football, you can go out there and do it. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. And if you are a new user, Underdog Fantasy will match your initial deposit up to $100. It is the best way to play fantasy football, and it is also now the most rewarding. It's underdogfantasy.com. So moving forward, the Bears have the Buffalo Bills this week in the final preseason game. Uh, what are we looking for? Are the Bears, I, I haven't found out. Are we, are we playing a lot of, of the starters? What are we expecting to see in this one? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, we haven't heard from Matt Aberflus yet. I think he's talking at two, um, and this is pre-recorded, so we'll we'll know by the time this airs uh, what Matt Aberflus says because he's kind of he's he's told us the week before, you know, what's what's happening. And without with the absence of joint practices, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you get the starters in for a series. That varies by coach. Um, it, you know, if they see value in getting in some work in this last preseason game before you go on the buy of Labor Day and then kick off the season. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really not quite sure what we're going to see. It's not like it used to be where you knew, you know, with the four preseason games and you knew yeah. exactly who was playing what week and 
that doesn't really exist anymore. It's, it's really up to co the coaching staff and stuff like that. So I'll be interested to see. And I, it's something that we're definitely going to talk to Maddie Ruflis about uh, this week. And, you know, if not today, then tomorrow when I'm there. So we'll see. It is one of those things like the third preseason game was always like the starters, the starters play the first half. And then week four was ridiculous and nobody played. And, you know, right. it, it was what it was. And I don't know how I feel about it because it's always interesting to try to get a read on what these teams are thinking. And, you know, like you said, Green Bay has been playing Jordan Love a little bit. The Commanders played their starters for the first half. And I, I almost thought that Ron Rivera was going to go for it and just play Sam Howell the entire game and just get after it. Like, let's let's break that streak, baby. And uh, But it'll be interesting. And like you said, without joint practices, uh, you still want to get Justin Fields some on the – like. Some some reps out there, yeah. Especially with the chemistry, I love. And by the way, just watching those guys, watching him and DJ Moore goof around, uh, not just necessarily goof around, but like the stuff that you see, like it just it feels like a real friendship. Like it doesn't feel fake. Like sometimes when you're watching wrestling, like when Edge and Christian were wrestling, like they're real lifelong friends who grew up together. The Young Bucks are really brothers. Uh, the FTR, like these guys, and it's not like some thrown together thing like when John Cena is wrestling with the Miz or something like this is a real legitimate friendship. What have you thought? Like, I, I don't know. I just find it enjoyable and it's endearing. And I'm like, I don't know. It just gets me fired up for the season. Yeah. I mean, they took to each other right away. I keep saying like, I was, I just happened to be at a Bulls game when um, it was like the day after the DJ Moore trade happened and DJ Moore was already in Chicago and they were up on the Jumbotron and DJ Moore just handed Justin his baby. And I'm like, great, huh. cool. They already trust each other. It's one day in and they've got it. Like he's got his kid in his lap. Um, but then like, it's also been cool at practice to see DJ Moore talking to Chase Claypool, talking to Darnell Mooney, talking to like the rest of the receivers in the room and, and, you know, having that same chemistry with them. And obviously it's like, it's not as important as their quarterback chemistry with a wide receiver, but it's, it's important nonetheless. And I think it's going to elevate the entire room that way. And I, I just think that, DJ Moore puts everybody into the roles that they needed to be in always like Darnell Mooney was not going to be a number one, even though that's kind of what his job was last year. Yeah. Um, that's not his strong suit. That's not his skill set. That's totally fine, but he's going to be a complimentary piece. Just like Chase Claypool is going to be a complimentary piece. And now you have I feel like everyone is just kind of is fitting into their role because of DJ Moore. And I think that that translates on that, that translates on the field and off the field. So yeah. it's cool. It's cool. He's, he seems to have, you know, he likes Chicago, it seems, and has, oh, yeah. has assimilated very quickly. He's taken to it very well, which I love to see. And Chicago's not a tough, tough city to fall in love with. So it's to, very, to love. No, it's very, no. it's, it's very reasonable. And it, but it is like you said, you know, and, and again, to use wrestling analogies, as much as I loved Kofi Kingston as the WWE champion, it feels better with, you know, when guys like Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns are the champion, like they are the alpha dogs, the A number one. So the other guy, you know, guys like Kofi, who I love, uh, sometimes you're good as the one B. I won't even say number two, but as the one B. So uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on, and I'm looking forward to seeing these games this weekend and finally getting started, uh, getting geared up for some real football. So what do you have got? What do you have going on with uh, FoxSports.com? What can we expect to see from you in the next couple of days? Um, well, I will actually be talking to Brian Flores right after this, actually, um, to talk about the Vikings defense and how that kind of transition is coming along between what they did last year and now in Brian Flores' system. 
Um, I am going to be at the Bears game this weekend and Woo-hoo. am, I believe, going on Fox 32 pregame with Cassie Carlson. So uh, that'll be exciting, too, as well. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully we get through this weekend and then we're, we're in the home stretch. Uh, so there'll be different features and our Fox Sports staff is putting together a lot of fun kind of group projects as far as rankings and hype teams. Um, you'll, you, we're doing an all hype team, all preseason hype team every week. So that I think came out today and it's coming out next week after the last game. Yeah. So go check it out. I will check that out for sure. Although, you know, the, the hype team, the hype's kind of my thing, but whatever, it's okay. Uh, There's plenty of hype to go around. I will let everybody know that I will be joining uh, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer on Wednesday to talk to them. Jeff Joniak always very gracious with his time to allow me to go out there. It always feels embarrassing when I'm talking to Tom Thayer because he's like a legitimate human being and I'm just me. I'm some goofball, but he's always very polite and very kind to me. Uh, unless I miss our meeting time, then he then he has no then he he doesn't put up with with my BS, which he shouldn't. And uh, but no, I love going on with those guys. I love the Bears broadcast team. It is always uh, I I didn't like having to listen to the Colts. No no disrespect to Ken Venturi, which it was fun listening to because like he's been coaching for eighty years and still has this like such old school mentality. But I I, I miss and I know it's Adam Amin. But I, I still miss the Bears broadcast yeah. team, and I would love to do that. By the way, and then NFL Fantasy Live continues to roll on. I'll be on Wednesday. And then next week, we start our uh, our regular season schedule, so to speak. So we'll be on Monday through Friday for the full hour. I'll be on four days a week. I do a couple of shows with our with our girl, Cynthia, which is always a lot of fun. They don't Cynthia's the best. I know that she's really – you're, you're very biased, but Cynthia's the best. Yeah. Kimmy's awesome. As well, since Kimmy's also Kimmy's great. also amazing. Yeah, you got so, a great team uh, there. We got a great team, and so uh, we look forward to doing a lot more of that moving forward. And uh, we do have some announcements coming down with the Sick Podcast. There's changes, but they're good. We're going to be expanding. So there's a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be doing uh, this coming season. And we can't wait to talk to you about it, but we can't talk about it right now. And this guy, we got to get this guy, and we got to get your sister to soccer practice, right? Yeah. This is my assistant coach. Okay. Oh, you're going to play too? Okay, great news. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, thanks. Uh, you probably see me in the, the comments going after the Lions fan. But in any event, thanks so much for being here. We will see you after the Bears game this week. Oh, let's see if we can get Cynthia on. I don't know if we can, but we'll try. Uh, in any event, thanks so much. We'll see you after the uh, Bills game. And uh, for Carmen, I'm Adam. And uh, bear down. And Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.